Hello and welcome to another episode of Make Football Great Again. I think we clarified in the first episode that we're not Trump supporters, apparently. I guess we got to do that every episode. Got to do it every episode. It's a hot topic. It's been a hot topic for six years. Uh, A lot of news (laughs) to go over. I think we should go over the most shocking news first, which is obviously the sudden Luke Keighley retirement. Ah, Yes, yeah, uh, man, that was I was just tough for me to see, and I'm not even I'm not a Panthers fan. I'm not like a real supporter of them. That's just that's just crazy to think about. Like, like he's 28. He's been arguably the best linebacker for the past eight years. It's just, yep, it's just it's crazy. He's like. And, I mean, he's shown, like, that he's got injury issues. I mean, not really, like, injury issues, but, I mean, he's had concussions in the past. It's just crazy to see, like, someone of his caliber and he's going to end his career at 28. Because, I mean, other players have done it like Andrew Luck. And to be honest, this should be way more surprise, not as surprising, what I mean, because, I mean, he's a linebacker. Yeah, he's players every play. So, I mean... At that, it's uh, – I don't know. The NFL works in funny ways sometimes. Yeah, I mean, he made his seventh straight Pro Bowl this season. You know, it's like – Is he going to play just, in the Pro Bowl? That, that's actually – I wonder if he's going to play yeah, in the Pro Bowl. That's a good question right there. <laughs> it's just crazy to see a player like that, like, you know. Yeah. Like you said, one of the best middle linebackers in the game, one of the best linebackers, one of the best defensive players of our – of this decade that just passed, and he's yeah, not going to be playing any 2020 football. I mentioned it earlier. It's crazy to think that he was only 24 when he made the uh, when they made the Super Bowl. Yeah, because he was so good. It's just he won um, defensive player of the year in his second, second season. season. That's just you know he was he blossomed early, and I'm sure if he still if he still went, he could have had a couple good years left in him. But obviously, yeah. you know. His body didn't have enough in, left in the tank. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. what he thought. For sure, man. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where the Panthers' defense is going to go without Keekly on the team, you know? Yeah. I don't know if they're going to go with a uh, – if they're going to draft a linebacker or if it's like a, you know? Maybe uh, someone they try to pick up in free agency. There's some good ones out there, but I wouldn't. There are. There's like um, – Miles Jack's a free agent. I I see him walking because was it him or no? That was Dante Fowler who was pretty much abused by the uh, the Jags. That was Dante Fowler, who they could also pick up. You know, you never know. I mean, he's more of a woods heavy linebacker. Yeah, but they they got guys there, but they got guys. they got Shaq Thompson. But you know, you know, Shaq, you need... they just resigned him to a big deal too, four years. So it could be a next up. You know, next man up type of thing, or they could try to, you know, get some new blood in there. But no matter yes. what, that's obviously a huge loss. He was a, he was consistent even when the defense was struggling. On this day, you could still call him a top five defensive player in the whole league. So definitely, definitely. Just see that is, it's just shocking. It's it's probably the most shocking retirement that I've ever witnessed personally. I mean, it's like. When you look at the circumstances, for me, it's less. It's honestly like, 
at the point, it's more as a player, it's more shocking than Andrew Luck. But like, I mean, from like a play circumstance, because I mean, Andrew Luck's getting hit like a lot, but Luke Kuechly hits people more than he gets. He does. I mean, than Andrew Luck get, got hit. So yeah, as a position thing, it makes more sense. It's just that with Andrew Luck, obviously a shock, but with the with the multitude of injuries, how long he was out, you know, it was a shock. But this is just he Luke Kuechly's had injuries, but he hasn't had injuries. He hasn't missed like games, that, you know. He hasn't missed games like that. If you look back, I mean, the least he's played is ten games in a season. Like that's that's amazing. Yeah, I, I don't even remember that. I feel like I can't twenty. Even that was the year this. after the Super Bowl. Oh, well, that was a forgettable year for the Panthers. Yeah, it was. That was that year? Yeah, because the next year they made the playoffs. Yeah, because I remember Ron Rivera didn't bring him to the playoffs in two straight seasons. Okay. That's just, you know, it's just, it's surprising, but he's he's still, I don't know if he would say a Hall of Fame career, but, you know. No, he was. He was. He was definitely a Hall of Fame career. He's up there, you know. He finished with, you know, total of 1,092 tackles. In eighteen in seven, interceptions, eight years. twelve and a half sacks. You know, yeah. he's a hall of famer pretty... for sure. Maybe not first ballot, but he's definitely a hall of famer. Yeah, he should make it. He definitely should make it. But it's gonna be it's gonna be really like we said. It's gonna be interesting. That really throws a wrench into what Matt Rule is gonna do now. You know, new coach, and that's the first thing that happens really with your team. I'm not gonna say like. Obviously, I don't know. I feel like getting a guy like Luke Keekley to anchor his defense was uh, maybe a bit of a factor too of him going there. So yeah, that might be. Uh, I mean, I, don't, I feel like he's, he's going to handle it with professionalism, and he's not going to say anything like crazy to the media. But he, I mean, that that could hit. That could hit. Yeah, it could. But, uh, he's really going to have to. He's going to have to rally the troops here with this. Oh with this, guy, you know. Because you know Luke Keekley was also a locker room guy, obviously. Like, yeah, yeah. Who do I? So yeah. uh, I guess we should let's change subjects to last week's divisional round playoffs. We had <laughs> we had a lot of games to talk about there. Yeah, I went four for four in that. I guess we should talk about you know the first game that happened, which would be Saturday's Vikings Forty ers game. Um. Yeah, I knew that. I knew. I predicted it wrong. I predicted it wrong, and I could admit. Um, yeah, I could. Forty Niners pass rush. Forty Niners just... pass rush is something lethal. They could. Vikings had stood no chance. I didn't. I honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't watch that game because I I knew the Forty Nineers were gonna win. I didn't know if it would be that dominant or whatnot. I. So, I mean, I don't have like really anything against them as a team, but you know, I I knew what was gonna happen. They just they stood no chance. I don't think the play calling was great for Kevin Stefanski, but that's not. I don't think that's the main issue. You I think it. the main issue is just who had the more talented roster, especially when it comes to the battle of the trenches. And it was obviously the yeah, yeah. you know San Francisco. I mean, each team's D line was better than the opposing O line, but the the Niners were the uh, oh the Niners were the only team who like uh, they really showed it out there. So definitely, definitely. So you know, I think Kirk, you know, Kirk had his Kirk had a he had an average game. All right, yeah, I think I, was, I think I was about maybe to say above the same that. thing. It seemed pretty average. But you when know, I, he, he I, I mean, not when I was watching because I didn't like from the stat sheet. I watched the highlights. He missed a couple throws. He hit digs on a long run. And, 
he he could have done did better, but with his circumstances, I have no problem with him playing like that. The offensive line was getting murdered all game. We all yeah. know that. You know, obviously the 49ers rushing attack, keeping the ball away from Kirk. You know, didn't have the best days. You know, I'm actually I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed with the play because I did I called out the 49ers secondary and I said that the Vikings would win because they could test the secondary. And they tried to test the secondary, worked at first with a kilo with a spoon, you know. Stephon Diggs burned him on the touchdown, and then later that was in the a game, kilo with a spoon. Like, yep, he got it was. I saw that play. That was just somebody got cooked. Exactly, but other than that, they really they played some pretty sound defense, and I got to give them credit for that. That's some flaming yawn, like he got crazy. I I don't know. I I kind of had a feeling the they wouldn't score that many points. I think I said sixteen. I mean, I really thought that. I thought that there there was a chance they could get held scoreless, but I mean the Vikings have too good of skill position players to do that. Yeah. So I don't know. It was uh I mean you could just tell from the score that or just from like the statistics, the game was one in the trenches. Tevin Coleman I think had over a hundred yards. Yep. That was uh that was a game right there. That was a game that, you know you knew that it was gonna go down to the battle of the trenches. It did go down to the battle of the trenches. I think Jimmy G and Bo- and Kirk both did what they needed to do, but they didn't. They didn't win either of their teams the game or lose, you know, for Kirk's th- sake. But they just they played average games. They played average games, and it was up to the uh, it was up to the rest of the team really to decide who would win the game. And obviously, the Forty Nine ers had much better showing. So yeah, man, it's uh, you know, if you're a Vikings fan, I mean, yeah, I I really wouldn't have expected them to win. If I was a Vikings fan, I mean, I would have hoped with all my heart, but that, I, it just didn't like, like nothing really added up. Like everything just looked like it's not adding up for them to win, and it didn't. So, mm-hmm. that's extremely true. And now the 49ers, you know, they've been a powerhouse all year, and people have people have doubted them in numerous times, you know, but made it to the NFC Championship game, and uh, I think. The next game was Saturday Saturday nights in M&T Bank Stadium. The Baltimore Ravens hosted the Tennessee Titans. And honestly, you know, even the final score is even closer than the game really was, if we're being honest. If you oh, look at yeah. the stats, it looks like Lamar had a good game. He really didn't. They, they got yeah, they the doors blown off of him. They got the doors blown off of him. It was just – It was bad. It was, it was terrible. It was bad. It was just bad. And Lamar really didn't even – he didn't even play well, to be honest. I was talking to my friend who, like, he's a converted Giants to Ravens fan or whatever. It's gross. And he was like – well, it's not really my friend, but still. And he was like, oh, I mean, the receivers didn't even show up to the game. They were just throwing the, – the receivers would get the balls in their hands and just throw it to the defense. No, no. First of all, Lamar was making uh, – I mean, subpar reads the whole game, which, I mean – He's not. You're not gonna win by doing that, man. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not all on him. You know, I I wouldn't say like some people want to say like his line choked. His line didn't play as good as they did all year, and I really think it's because I I said it before the playoffs. I said it when I heard the news. Benching, uh, sitting some of the players in week 17 wouldn't work, and it didn't. And he did. He looked rusty. It's as simple as that. Lamar looked rusty. He had a couple of ducks out there, a couple of balls that in the regular season we would have saw accurate. And, you it know, he just didn't fit them in the season. windows. 
Yeah. He didn't fit them in the windows that he needed to fit it into. And, you know, the run game wasn't working. Mark Ingram coming off an injury. The Titans couldn't get the ball to uh, Mark Andrews, who, like, I think he led the league in touchdowns, tied something. He couldn't get the ball to him. You know, I think he got it to Hurst on a couple of occasions. The the whole game just didn't add up. They weren't going to – after, like, after the first half, you could kind of tell, like Mm – because, like, sometimes with great teams, they'll be down there like, oh, well, they're, they're going to come back. It doesn't even matter. But but you could tell after the first half, it wasn't looking good. If the Titans get a couple more drives and, like, they were just throwing knockout punches, Derrick Henry was just killing them. And that's why they won. So. Yeah, and that's the problem. Because with, with, with a guy like Derrick Henry there, you know that you have to be a big play offense, which is why I think this – you know, this Titan Chiefs game coming up is going to be such a good game because a big play offense versus Derrick Henry is going to try his best. You know, he's going to do his best to keep the ball away from the opposing offense. Yeah. So, you know, the Ravens needed the big plays that they got all regular season and they couldn't manufacture the big plays. Good. And if you look at Lamar's stat line, it looks like, you know, it's not the worst game that he played. But if we're being honest, by the time the game was yeah, 28 to like- 6, Put up like yards. He had good stats. Just, hey, he had good stats, but it's just, you know, it's the at some point you gotta trust the eye test. And the eye test tells you he could have played he chose the worst time to have one of the worst games of the season for him, and that's why that's why the Ravens are going home without a playoff win. Uh, I mean I can't say that I mean I did expect it to happen. I did pick the Titans to win. It's it's uh it's weird. Right, because you see, this team has been dominant on both sides of the ball all year, and it really just felt like the whole team just kind of crumbled. Like, I mean, they can only go as far as Lamar brings them, and when he has an off game, there's no chance, no chance. Of course, yeah. And some people in the media want to get mad about, like, oh, you're blaming Lamar. Yeah, I'm blaming Lamar. I'm gonna talk garbage about him. Like, uh, what was it, Kurt? We, we, he's he's the MVP. You hold him to a higher standard than a lot of other players because he's the MVP. He's been playing like the MVP all year. You know, people have said undisputed MVP. So, if you're the MVP, I expect you to play like the MVP in the playoffs, and I'm going to be critical of you if you don't. So, that's just yeah. the way it is. And this isn't to take away from him my next thing. I mean, the MVP really isn't the most valuable player in the NFL at all. And that's nothing against that. him. He's a He's a great player. I think, like, the most valuable player this year was Russell Wilson. I mean, that's most me. valuable to his team. Yeah, yeah. Of course. If that's if that's your definition, which it should be, because that's the definition. Um, then definitely, and, I think Russell Wilson deserves it. I don't know what like, the Seahawks would do without him. It's still obvious, like, and Lamar's a great player. He's got a lot to. He's still got a lot to prove, though. Like, uh, some people who will leave uh, nameless, like they say, um, oh, Pat Mahomes can't win the big game, and whatnot. I mean, so far. I mean, that was a pretty good game. Pretty big game. And I think he's gonna come back from this. He's gonna. He's gonna play. I wouldn't. I would hold off on the choker labels that some people want to place on Lamar. I would. I would hold off on this. You got the rookie, and then, like you said, you you alluded to you sat him basically three weeks. You know, by the time the game came around, and then you know. Obviously, he looked kind of rusty. They played Mike Vrabel. 
What, what, what a defensive, offensive game plan for the Ravens. Like, that that was great. That was great coaching right there. Yeah. I, I and, questioned him at points in the season. He's a great coach. Yep. He you is. know, he can make the executive decisions when, they, when they're when they needed, and they just – they work. They work, Excellent. and now they're in the AFC Championship game. Now they're in the AFC Championship game. You know, no he one... said he would do something that was uh, pretty weird if they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, he might just have to get ready to do that. Because he might have to get ready to do that there. Final four, I don't know. I, I mean, they're I playing uh, I feel not like, the best defense. I feel like they're playing the best team left. Like, if I'd say the Chiefs. I'd pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl right now. I feel like the best teams go Chiefs, 49ers. And then Titans, Packers, kind of a coin toss. You can catch the Packers on any type of day. You never mm-hmm. know with them. Uh, they are very inconsistent. Um, yeah, but if the Chiefs 49ers play in the Super Bowl, that I think that'd be a great game. I feel like be, any of the games would really be a good game, to be honest. Yeah, I think these four teams can match up with each other extremely well. Uh, what the matchup and is going to be? So. Because I feel like the the Packers are better than the Seahawks as a team, but like the Seahawks are so much better, like team for the 49ers. Like I can really see the 49ers just. Blowing, I could see them blow out the Packers. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think they might win by like ten. Um, I want. I'll allude to this later when we actually get to the predictions of the NFC Championship game. But the Seahawks, the Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams all showed that when you get when you get a taste of the Forty ers when you see what they're coming out with, all right, you have a better chance of making it a close game with them. Seahawks have done it. All right, the Seahawks beat them the first time. And then made it close again. We're like, yeah, that's sore. a good point, and all. But they also those three teams have something. They have more of a. Uh, I'm not gonna say like the Rams don't have like a running QB, but they have a they have mobile like Jared Goff right now is probably more mobile than Aaron Rodgers. I'd say he can get away from pressure. He's maybe. more. He's more. Uh, he's more mobile. He's he's got better. And Aaron uh, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is mobile in his own right, but it it, de- it really depends on. Where you're going, what you want to see, and I don't know. I don't know. It's. It, it. I think both games will be good games. Definitely, definitely. Um, speaking of good games, the early game on Sunday, the Chiefs Texans. Talk about just talk about a shocker. I did to not go, see that one. To go back to the game one in the trenches. Fight <laughs> like the Packers. I mean, I said Packers. The Texans looked awful in the trenches. They did. They looked awful. They, they were awful. letting they were letting Patrick Mahomes get like fifteen yard scrambles. It just looked not like... even. Not even the, the defense wasn't. Yeah, the defense was bad too. The offense was awful in the trenches. Terrible. They have terrible O line. They've always had terrible O line. Bill O'Brien should be fired. The only problem is he's pretty much the GM too. So that's the it's just like he's never made an where, effort to get a good O line. He's done. He should be done. They want to stick with it's it's the Texans have to make a bold move because it's it's weird to see a coach that has succeeded to get to the playoffs numerous occasions. All right, hasn't got his team. He's he's gotten to the playoffs. All right, but you know it's it's the talent on the team. It's just it's I think it's the difference. It's it's like the Cowboys, but the Cowboys don't don't make the playoffs regularly. They got the talent, 
You want to know who it sounds like? And I've been alluding to it for months. Want to know who it sounds like? Marvin Lewis. Does it sound like Marvin Lewis? Yeah, it sounds just like Marvin Lewis. And that's Bill O'Brien. Marvin Lewis. I mean, it makes sense. It's just Those that I think Bill O'Brien is dealing teams. with all around some... good team. Oh yeah, they, and they... I think Andy Dalton gets some. I think we both can agree that he gets some unwarranted hate. Honestly, when he was. Healthy with those good teams, they were going somewhere. Andy Dalton, he's a good quarterback. He's never been great. I won't like up and say that. He's been a good quarterback who can win. Who, if in the right opportunity, probably could win a playoff game, especially with that team. Probably could win a playoff game. I could see it. Never ended up doing it. Never end up will because we all know who they're drafting. But. It's... Andy Dalton's gonna have to find a new home. Yeah, that that's gonna be kind of weird. See where he goes. But uh, yeah, the Texans, the Texans are gonna be the Texans. They've got amazing talent. The defense isn't great, but you know, JJ Watt, JJ Watt, um, he'll always keep the defense somewhat afloat. You know, what a, he's even even you know, he's, I don't think you would say he's in his prime anymore. He's gone through so many injuries. Yeah. He's still, Still a great player. Still one of the best defensive players in the league. Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, they're going somewhere. Deshaun Watson actually gave Bill O'Brien his seal of approval, which I find uh, – I think I think it's, you know, you expect it from him because, you know, that's his coach and I, he's not going to throw his coach under the bus. But I do think Bill O'Brien needs to go. And I think – I think Andy – I've – you know, we both know someone who, you know – might have disrespected Andy Reid a few times, you know, and he's not a good clock manager, you know. He's infamous oh, no, for that. But he's offensive mastermind right there, man. Yeah. Like him with Patrick Mahomes is beautiful to watch, honestly. I, I, I just went on notice and said Deshaun Watson's the third best uh, quarterback in the NFL. And the thing with it is, you, you can't have someone that's so good, yet you never make an effort to get an O-line and – when when you get up when you get up in games, which is rare to be honest with you, it's rare to see you up in the playoff games. You you do terrible erratic play calls. You go for it when you don't need to go for it. You be conservative when it's not time to be conservative. You're up twenty one nothing on fourth and inches, and you and they kick the field goal after calling a timeout because he didn't have a play call. It's just it's bad. It's bad. And, you want to know what that reminds me of? Just I just want. Oh. Sh- okay, so we we have a talented quarterback, top pick, all right? Right. That is his coaching, the organization is driving him into the ground because they're not setting him up to succeed. It, hmm. sure, he doesn't have an O-line. He doesn't he 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 doesn't have the the, the player that I'm talking about had worse maybe worse receivers, all right? Because DeAndre Hopkins will fully. He's got talent. But the O-line and the defense have let him down. And this sounds another AFC South team. This sounds exactly what like what the Colts did to Andrew Luck. Mm. The O line isn't good. The defense, yeah. eh. You're running them into the ground, man. Do you see you see the plays that he has to make? You remember the play against the Bills? Obviously he spins yeah. off of like two set two tacklers, makes a great play to win him the game. Like it, it's better in this case because you probably have a more mobile quarterback. You have de- I mean not probably you definitely have a mobile he's a running quarterback. He can run. But it's still the same thing where you can't just drive the guy into the ground with no line. I mean, 
the stats prove that when, when you block for them, when the O-line has a good game, the Texans have a good game, they win. When they don't have a good game, and Deshaun Watson is forced to have to, you know, maneuver around it, you know, he's getting pressured, hit, it, it doesn't end up well for the Texans. Yeah. The Texans, with Bill O'Brien as coach, don't have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Just because of his coaching. They could even make it to a Super Bowl, but they don't have a chance to win it. Because I agree of with Bill that. I, just, I, don't, I don't see it happening, honestly. And by like saying that, I mean, it's like they could, they could go down by one in the Super Bowl and lose by one. I mean, it's just no chance they win with Bill O'Brien. I don't know. He's just not a Super Bowl caliber winning coach. He's always been an not an overrated coach because everyone knows he's a bad coach. So yeah, for the most part, it's just you yeah. know that one's going to be an interesting one to see if the if they're going to be like the Falcons, who I think right now are very complacent with Dan Quinn. You know, he's just <sighs> they're, just, they're letting him sit there. And sure, because like I wouldn't get rid of him yet. But the like, thing is, the give him one more. The mediocre, like you went to the Super Bowl. You have you have the talent on the team, and I don't know what Dan Quinn's doing, but it's like, not only is it okay, we're not going to make the playoffs. It's we start the season out horrible, go on a winning streak to end the year, and then don't end up with nearly as good of a pick as we could have had. And it's just it. You're sitting here. You're I mean, like it's an NFL so, team. You're not looking for your pick. You're really not. Of course, no but what, what's no the direction of the Falcons right now? Because people, are like, I thought they were going to the playoffs this year, and they just over I didn't, underperformed but I they'd be close. badly. They underperformed badly. So you know, I just think it's: are you going to be complacent? Or are you going to are you going to be finally just cut just cut ties with Bill O'Brien? Let him go. He's a good coordinator. He's an okay coordinator. You know, he's like the NFL has a lot of guys like that. They're good coordinators. Pat Shermer. But as a head coach, they're not head coaching material. Freddie Kitchens, we just saw him get his job taken away from him. So, you know. I think he was kind of an overrated coordinator, to be honest. (laughs) It's just like that. It's it's just like that. Josh McDaniels, obviously. I I mean, I think that's the reason why he's always in the – he's always in the head coaching, you know, but he had the cold thing. Never gets – Never gets he called. never gets other than the Colts thing. He never gets called. He never gets called. You know, he's always in the mix, but he never, never ends up being the head coach of a team. So, nor does he like. I, I mean, Tim Tebow was never great. He really could have done a lot more with Tim Tebow. He like, could have. Tim Tebow's not his type of quarterback, but still, yeah, it is a little for sure. The thing with Tim Tebow was. Uh, he showed that he could win games. He won a lot of games close. What a yes, win. he was a, a lot of close games. He could lead a team. He came back. He was team. a great player playing without the lead. Playing with the lead, yeah, horrible, horrible. Not horrible. It was. Not, like, I'm willing to say horrible. I'm I mean, to when say you say horrible. horrible, like just remember, like we were, Tim Tebow really did not. Tim, he could have done something with Tim Tebow, but you, he just. You had to work on his mechanic. He wasn't a good thrower. He wasn't a thrower of the ball at all. And it's it's as simple as that. He had he had the running ability. He just wasn't a good thrower of the ball. And if you could have worked on that, Tim Tebow could have been something special. But unfortunately, 
he and never adapted. Like, and he couldn't be a guy like Taysom Hill, I don't think. Some people say maybe. I don't really think he could have been Taysom Yeah, Hill. I just – Taysom Hill might – I just think Taysom Hill is more I mean, if there's anyone in the draft who could be Taysom Hill, I feel like Jalen Hurts could maybe be Taysom Hill. But Jalen Hurts has, the, has athleticism. Yeah, has athleticism. I'll say that. I will say that. Um, but to ra- I guess we should uh round out the division round with the Packers versus Seahawks game. You had a couple of controversial calls in that one, as in um, it was a first down in every pack. It was a first down. I think it was a first down. Some Seahawks fans are definitely going to disagree with that one, but I I think it was definitely a first down. Yeah, it was a first down. If you look at the actual marker, we all know, or at least we all should know, that the yellow line not official. It's, it's really almost line. never like completely official, to be honest with some people. Some people you, don't really. You got, a first, you got a first down. And there was a fumble that I yeah, think, Jacob I think it was Packers fumbled, ball. I think it was. I think it was Packers ball, and they said it wasn't a clear recovery, but. That old man on TikTok <laughs> definitely thought so. He definitely thought so. See that? That was. Yeah, that dude is loud. He's very we we loud. talk about the guy who was on the podcast last episode. And we'll be on some in the future. We call him loud. That dude on TikTok is loud. Loud. But um, I think this proves why I think 49ers Packers are going to be a great game because Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. He's great in the playoffs. Great. And just... Devontae Adams. I want to see how the 40. I, I know I just gave the 49ers secondary credit, but I want to see how they handle him because the Seahawks could not find an answer for the man. They couldn't. They I mean, the 49ers definitely zone. are better on all parts of defense than them, but still. They, they couldn't. So, I just, I you know, a lot of cornerbacks have said, you know, he's one of the hardest to guard. You know, he's a great route runner. I mean, we've all known about his uh, his route tree. is great, but. Yeah, of course. So, it's going to be interesting to see how the Packers that went up. It was, um, the Seahawks had a good season, of course, you know. Can't take that away from them. They had a good season. Um, <sighs> Russell Wilson fun. had a good, it's. Honestly, what I want to talk about, I wish I wish Marshawn Lynch didn't come. But it was it was per person. I don't know. I think everyone should have saw this if you watched the game. It was sad to see. He's a shell of what even Oakland Marshawn Lynch was. All right, it just it's a shell. He's he's there to pick up like a yard, a yard or two per carry. Like you know, he's not even close to beast mode. He's nothing. I mean, that's really all thing. they could have asked for with their running game. I mean, it's never. But I mean, after Marshawn left, it, I mean, Chris Carson is a really good back, but fumbling it. I mean, he's got fumbling some fumbling issues. issues. He's not like he's got to pick up one, but it's uh, like they, they if he's if Chris Carson's hurt, they don't have a running game because I mean, you know, Travis Homer's unstoppable in that, and he's not that great in real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, Robert Turbin, I I didn't even think he'd get PT, which he didn't get much of. So yeah, when you're even Robert Turbin to PG, you know, I no mean, to him, but that's Marshawn Lynch shouldn't have. I mean, nobody really was a start was the starter on that team to be honest. Exactly, it was just you know, who you know they they got almost equal snaps, so, you know, almost. It was but basically not really just the, you know, running back by committee type of thing. So, um, yeah, so the Seahawks. They had, they, again, had a good season, but, you know, can't rely on Russell Wilson for everything. And at the end, you know, running game wasn't good enough. Defense wasn't good enough. And the Packers are a 
good team. They were better than you, and they beat you. And now they're going to move on to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Which is, I guess, what we'll talk about next. So, NFC Championship game. Is Packers going to Levi Stadium to visit the San Francisco 49ers? We've seen this matchup earlier in the yeah. season. The Packers got um, – the Packers got – they, they got killed. Big loss. I mean, they weren't. They weren't ready. They, they definitely were not were. ready. I mean, the Packers line can't keep up with their line. We know this. They need to get. They they need some. They need some uh, play calls that are going to throw the Niners off. They they need to maybe not force it to Devontae Adams. They need to make plays when it's needed the most. Because I mean, you go with the Forty ers They've got great defense. You know, best player on defense is probably. Uh, it might be uh, – it's a couple players, but, I mean, they got a couple players who can just take the game and run with it. Like, Fred Warner, phenomenal. Nick Bosa is great. I mean, I don't think Richard Sherman's as good as he used to be, but he can still – he can he still, still make put a blocks on some people. Too. I don't think he'll fare as well with Devontae Adams as uh, – because, I mean, we've seen him – like, he's not bad at all. When he's played the great receivers, he's played pretty good against some of them. You know, I mean, even though Mike Evans was playing through a through an injury, he still played pretty good against him. I mean, the the real one receiver who just torched him was uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, gave him a little run, but Thomas had a great game. But he, he can he can still guard up with some of the best of them. So I don't think they should really have a problem with this game. They shouldn't. If the offense, I mean, I didn't watch the game. My dad watched the game, and he's been like a big supporter of uh, really the Niners all year. He said that he thinks they've won the Super Bowl. He he told me if Jimmy G plays like he did last week and their run game isn't as great, which I feel like it, it'll be better than it was last week because the Packers' run defense isn't that great. He said if he plays like he did last week, he can't see them winning because Jimmy – like apparently Jimmy G played – like his stats aren't great, but apparently he played off. Like, he just – it was – He was forcing it was him, shaky, like, triple man. coverage. Yeah, it was shaky. Plays. Uh yeah, Shaq Tom called me. Well, I say Shaq Thompson. I don't know why I said Shaq yeah. Thompson. Eric Kendricks, um, maybe. Yes, I don't know. I guess yeah. I don't know. I think we were talking about Shaq Thompson earlier. But anyways, yeah, we um, he came up. He almost had a pick there that George Kittle had to swat away. You know, he he's just yeah. Ended I mean, up having one, and then you know, if Jimmy G just, can just manage the game and not make mistakes, they'll win. Exactly. And they should win. They should win. I think it, it's a game that. At home versus team you already beat, they should win it. But for the Packers, if you if you're looking for a game plan, what you what you need to do is you have to. They got they got a great pass rush and the the run defense front four. They're good run defense it's too, but it's not it. as good. It's not as good as the pass rush, and we know that. So what you've got to try to do to the best of your abilities. Is get Aaron Jones going. You gotta get. You gotta get oh, yeah. the run game going. They have, you don't they get have the run the game going. Aaron Rodgers in the NFL, gonna... though. You gotta remember that their O line, Packers O line, is not. It's nothing special. I'll definitely say that. It's I nothing think special. They got a. Yeah, their O line is not very great. I think they got a shot though. I I'm picking the Niners. <laughs> that's but... that's a that's a safe pick. That is a safe pick. And it's not really even just me being safe. It's just like. I mean, just look at the two teams, like, stacked up against each other. I mean, to be honest, like, talent-wise, it's not really that, like, close. I mean, the coach – I like both the coach. 
Well, I don't like one of the coaches, but, I mean, they have two good coaches. They do have two good coaches, you know. You know, one's in his first rodeo. The other has – he's learned from his mistakes, it looks like, because, I mean, me and you have gone on record. I mean, he – it kind of felt like he was handing the Patriots the Super Bowl, I mean, at one point. Some of of his – because, I mean, obviously the players have to – Execute, but some of the play calls were horrible. Some of the play calls, they were just bad. And it was just, uh, but but that that was three years ago, so he's clearly learned. He's he's played. I feel more conservative, play calling. I mean, he's got a better running game. Even though that year Devonte uh, Devonte Freeman might have been better than any of the running backs on the team now, but I mean, still, I mean, he's got Tevin Coleman again, which makes sense. Yep, you guys, you want to keep at least some of those guys. For sure. Um, And I think it's just what – another thing. What the Packers need to do to win this game, if they want to win this game, Aaron Rodgers needs to get the ball out as quickly as possible. They don't have time. He's got one of the quickest releases in the NFL. He's just got to get it out. He does. But they need need to – the game planning has to be short routes. They have to be routes that don't take time to develop. He's going to have to get the ball out fast because of that 49ers pass rush. And on the other side of the ball, Packers, I think, have a really good pass rush. Really good pass rush. Darius Smith, best pass rushers in the game. And I think if those guys can get to Jimmy G often and they can at least halter the run game. They just got to make, force they just gotta force him to make bad throws. Force third down and then dial up the pass rush. They have to win on third down. And they can do something. I think Jimmy G is the player to watch in this game. If Jimmy G, I mean, it's pretty much just been that for them this whole year. <laughs> they will lose. Yeah, it's, that's that's basically. You're I'm not right. gonna say they that's will the lose because I feel like they could get a couple of defensive touchdowns to be honest. But if Jimmy G doesn't play well, there's a good shot that in their run game can't go as well. Then there's a there's a shot they lose. I, I'm still gonna pick them probably like, uh like twenty six thirteen. 26-13. Um, Usually my predictions aren't really lopsided, but, I mean, I mean, maybe they score a touchdown late to widen that. I, I feel like it's no win. If, if they lose, I'll admit I'm wrong. I mean, I'm rooting for the Packers because my, uh, my grandfather is a diehard, so. But it's 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 all going to come into the – probably just come into the trenches again. Yeah, yeah. Um. It probably will if they can if the 49ers can get their run game going. I don't think the Packers have a chance, honestly. Now I am going to pick this has been a tough one for me. Since the matchup was announced, we've been flip flopping on who's gonna win it because Aaron Rodgers, I trust that guy, but you know, Russell Wilson showed, you know, you can be as great as you want when your the team that you're playing is better than the team that you have Better around than you, you, then you don't really have to. You don't really, you know, you're going to have to really pull something amazing to win that game. And I do think that San Francisco 49ers will be moving on to Super Bowl 54. Yeah. I think it's going to be a close one. I'm saying a solid 27 to 23 finish. I think it's going to be close down the stretch. I think if the, it's, I will say though, all right, I, this is my prediction. But if Aaron Rodgers has a two-minute drill to win this game, the Packers will win. 
All right, I just want to say that I will. I'm I'm saying the 49ers because I don't think that's going to happen. But if it happens, if there's like I mean, a minute they're down eleven like left two, on the they're clock, down four, six, they're down like four. four. They need a touchdown. I, yeah, I, don't I feel know. like you can drive them down the field. I think they need a field goal. I'm not sure if in the biggest moments the uh, Packers O line can handle their D line because they're gonna either way they're gonna send uh, they're gonna send pressure. They're gonna send big oh, pressure. Sorry, sorry. Aaron Rodgers is Voice gonna have man. to. Aaron Rodgers definitely has to make some plays for that team, but uh, so that's that's what we have for the NFC. On to the AFC. It's up the Tennessee Titans, the sixth seed, the sixth seed in the AFC, will be traveling to, to Arrowhead Ooh. to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Now this one, yeah. I think this one has the potential to be a really good, an extremely good game. It's going to be, yeah. this is a beautiful matchup of the Titans got a running offense. They're going to turn it in. They're going to try to take the ball away from Patrick Mahomes as much as possible, win the game, you know, win time of possession. And um, the Chiefs are, obviously, as we saw last week, they're capable of making big plays just Damn near like right. that, just quickly just get down the field, you know. Three, yeah. even four, five play drives are possible with the Chiefs, you know. So, yeah, I mean, anything's possible when you have the best QB in the league on your team. You know? Definitely, definitely. Tyreek Hill, who I mean, doubling Tyreek Hill every play is not something the Titans are gonna do. They not won't. just because the Texans did it. I mean, I feel like it's self-explanatory not to double one player every single play, unless it's like Calvin Johnson. You can't. And that's that's why. <laughs> That's why they Travis lost. Kelsey they, had a great game against Tra- Travis Kelsey. He had a drop early. He had some people thinking. I mean, I knew he was going to come back. He did immediately. But um, yeah. What do you think about this matchup coming up? Who do you think is going to pull it out? I'm going to regret saying this. The Titans are going to win. The Titans are going to win. The Titans are going to win. This game, that's, that's a. I don't. Think, I think that's and a. This isn't because like me like picking who I want to win or anything. I think that the Titans are gonna win, like like you said earlier, like we've said like ten times. They're going to win in the trenches again. In the trenches. In the trenches. The trenches. You know that's that's how football is, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Chiefs' D line is really even healthy. As it is, it's not like Chris Jones didn't play. He was limited in practice again or something. Be, I heard he's injured. Like I'm not, I'm not sure. Just not sure. If you're the if you're the Titans, okay, Tannehill is capable. We know Tannehill is capable. But Tannehill I already beat him. I mean, you want you want Derrick Henry. You you want Derrick Henry to. To run it up, the, you want to control time. Derrick Henry's going to run the ball more than thirty times. He's going, and I think, I think he's got to get like one hundred fifty yards. You know, oh, yeah. two touchdowns at least. He'll get one hundred fifty. Put him in the game, and um, yeah, and then I think on the Chiefs side, if there's one thing you want to happen, Tannehill's great. We know Tannehill's. I, I wouldn't say great. Tannehill's good. Tannehill's a good quarterback. We know <laughs> this. But what you would want to happen. Is you want to force Tannehill to be evil, all right? It's like the lesser of two evils. You don't want 
you don't want to dare Derrick Henry to run up the gut, you know, and try to stop him that way because yeah. it will happen. Or you run, commit, and Brian Tannehill gets play action, 50 yards, bomb, you know, loves doing those. But you want to force Tannehill to have to win the game for the Titans. If you can do that, I think the Kansas City Chiefs could beat them. Because not only will, you know, even if they score, even Tannehill succeeds. Like, okay, here's what we know. I mean, Tannehill's obviously a quarterback who can win you a Super Bowl. I mean, Nick Foles did it. I mean, they're only, like, they're only specific quarterbacks who probably couldn't win you a Super Bowl, and that's guys like Jameis Winston and, like, Mason Rudolph, guys like that. So, I don't know. I don't – I mean, if they make him throw, they'll – I mean, that's not even a great decision as it is because Tannehill can still throw. So, but he had the highest passer rating in the NFL this year. He's – like I said, he got that long bomb. He has the long. He bomb. can bomb it. They got great receivers. Not oh, they got one great receiver. So definitely, if you're the Chiefs, you got to score. Patrick Mahomes, considering I believe they will again run the game through Derrick Henry, he's got to do what he's against the Texans. You have to score. You have to score quickly, and I think it's possible because Mike Vrabel is a great coach. Mike Vrabel is a great defensive coach. Smart coach. But Andy Reid is going to dial up something great. I know he will dial up something great, especially with the talent that he has. He's definitely going to dial up something great for the second half. Does it week? Yeah, he will. That's for sure. He will come out and, you know, if they're struggling. No matter the score in the second half, they're going to come out firing. Yep. Halftime adjustments are going to be. You never know what Andy Reid. His first half could be very bad, very good, and you never know. And that is why I think the Kansas City Chiefs at home in front of their faithful are going to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a 31. Actually, no, not 30. I think it's going to be a 38 to 31 Kansas City Chiefs victory where they just catch them on just to win them the game. And that's exactly what he's going to do. Yeah, I'm going to take Titans. 30 to 28, Titans. 30 to 28. That's, a, that's an interesting one. Um, shifting gears here to the same sport, but a different form of it. We saw the national championship <laughs> this week. It was it was a good game. All right, It was definitely a good game. As we know, the LSU Tigers beat the Clemson Tigers. 42 to 25. We saw a lot yeah. of Tiger jokes in there before the game. <laughs> and, <laughs> I picked the Tigers. Yep. Classic. Dab. Classic. And, you know, the story, of course. For, for, well, we got to talk about the game. Joe Burrow. Great season. Great game. All right. And they, to credit the Clemson Tigers, at first they dialed up. They dialed up something good. They were getting pressure on Joe. Joe was not comfortable for the first quarter. All right. At one point, Clemson Tigers had a 17 to 7 lead on the LSU Tigers in the second quarter. All right. And it looked like they could take control of that game. So Dabo Sweeney and those guys, that's that's a great game. Yeah, hats off right to there. them, but oh, man. You know, I kind of had a feeling while watching the game something was going to turn in LSU's favor. I mean, going into the game, I thought Clemson would win in a very close one. I mean, I was proved wrong, obviously. And 
it was just it you see something like when you see a great quarterback like Joe Burrow is the greatest college quarterback I've ever seen and it's not even close from oh, who yeah. I've seen definitely it's it's um that season I mean people could say like oh Jameis and like I, I mean a few weeks ago I said Deshaun Watson's the best uh college quarterback of the decade just because of what he accomplished Joe Burrow might be I mean the only difference with uh Deshaun Watson is he had more longevity. I mean, Joe Burrow won a Fiesta Bowl, I think, over like Central Florida. So, I mean, take that how you how you want to. I mean, he he's probably the most improved college football player ever. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's just it's the stats. I don't I don't even know how to. I mean, he went 70... into the college football playoff eleven touchdowns short of the record. And broke it. It was set and by uh, like I think it was Colt McDonald. Some Colt. He put the guy who played Colt Brennan. Colt Brennan played in Hawaii. <clears throat> yep. Um. He played in Hawaii. It's just playing against the uh, the old whack team. So, I mean, obviously Joe Burrow beat seven, seven top ten teams. He's phenomenal. Best player in the country. We all know he's going to go number one. And I mean, you could just see. You could just see. He's so smart like look at like you can uh i mean he he could sense every blitz package he could sense yeah it's just, what they're doing defensively mm-hmm. he's just it's the difference between him just, and trevor lawrence in this game was joe burrow joe burrow showed made he's NFL, NFL level ready. reads he made nfl ready leads and reads and he made nfl ready throws trevor lawrence did not make nfl ready reads all right, maybe you know his reads weren't bad. His reads were pretty good. He was able to sniff out, but oh, my the throws because they played good man coverage. They played great man coverage. LSU Tigers did. They forced him to have to make throws that were tight in the tight windows. And at the end of the day, Trevor Lawrence couldn't do it. I think Trevor Lawrence is still going to be a great quarterback. All right, I think next year when he probably will declare. He's going to be top pick for sure. No, but that's just that's just the difference between Trevor Lawrence, one of the best quarterbacks in the um. And it's just because of his arm talent, season. like, like if you just seen the arm talent, like you, we already know he's going number one. Great, yeah, his yeah. arm, but definitely, yeah. You know. But Joe Burrow, like, I don't. There's so many stats I could list. His seventy-six completion percentage. All right. 5,671 yards, 60 touchdowns to only six interceptions. That, yeah. that alone is crazy. And then if you go in single games, this is every big game, or at least a game against um, a top 25 top team, we'll say. Oh, top 25. He had four touchdowns in a 45-38 to 38 win over number nine Texas. He had yeah, three I watched touchdowns. that game. That was a great game. I mean, I feel like if Texas was at full strength, I mean, seeing the final score, they probably would have won. But, I mean, and, and it was in Texas. It was just – that was a great game. I mean, yeah, LSU was in a lot of good games this year for sure. They they made it entertaining. I mean, Clemson – the Clemson game was a good game. And that was probably one of their worst games against the top 10 team. Honestly, I mean, yeah, we've seen a lot better games from them this year. Besides, like, the game against Oklahoma, that game was horrific. I stopped watching after the first five minutes. <laughs> I don't blame you for that. I do not blame you for that. He had um, 
He had three touchdowns and a 42 to 28 win over number nine at the time, Florida. Yeah, they 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 won the uh, they won the Orange Bowl, I think. So obviously a good team. Yep. Um. 321 yards and a touchdown and a close, close, grinded out 23 to 20 win overall. That was a good game, right there. That was a pretty good game. Definitely a good game. We have, I think, of the regular season, the best, not maybe not his individual best game, but 393 yards, three touchdowns, 46 to 41 win over Alabama. It was a great game, definitely. It's LSU Alabama. We knew it was going to be. A great game, and it turned out to be a great yeah. game. What what happened in that game is exactly what I thought was going to happen going into the week, except for LSU being up by so much at one point. Final score, tenacity, everything, everything went. The out. atmosphere, it was, it was a great game. Great game. Right. He, he had four touchdowns and a thirty-seven to ten absolute route of Georgia, which was just disrespectful yeah. at that point. And we know. We know what happened in the college football playoff. Oklahoma. Just... We know. Well, let's not even get into the Oklahoma yeah. game. Because, I mean, and I knew seven Oklahoma. seven touchdowns in the peach. Oh, my God. That was. It was um. It was a massacre. That's what not we to sound say. like a salty Oregon fan. I still think we would have lost. But we probably would have only lost by, like, 20, 23. You, you would have made it a lot more Our respectable defense was way than better than A lot more Oklahoma has, like. They got like three good players that are gonna maybe get drafted high in the draft, but they don't got like a good defense. Exactly. Never had a good defense. Let's be honest. You know they've all, they've always Baylor been, had a way better defense. It's a um, people would say it's a Big Twelve thing. Say it's a Big oh, Twelve. Oh yeah, definitely thing. a Big Twelve thing. To, I mean, you look at conferences a... like SEC's probably got the defense. Who's, who's the best defensive conference? Maybe the SEC's Big Ten. up there. Big Ten, you know. The Pac-12 is definitely better. I mean, like, look at it. It's like the Pac-12's got, like, a couple of teams every year that's just got great defense. And then some of the other teams fizzle out. Like, UCLA's always terrible. Of recent years, they've been terrible. So, I mean, it's really just... It's just uh, what, whatever you... What do you like expect from like? I mean, we I didn't really expect much from Oklahoma going that game. It was just I just wasn't expecting them to get disappointed. I I didn't expect them to win. Killed in the way that they did. Even the offense disappointed. And Jalen Hurts, who I think was the runner up in the Heisman, he he didn't look the same. I mean, I think he got a bomb to CD maybe. Who I mean, I think he's the best receiver in the country. So, and you know, it's a um, I hate to say it, but from what we've seen, it's turning into a thing with Jalen Hurts, and I think that's why he might slip. Not, not a second round guy. I think he's a third and fourth round guy, and I think it's one of those things where, in the biggest moments in Alabama, we know what happened there it was, you know, he wasn't wanna... the hero of that story. And here's like something I want to bring up. Some people will bring up his uh, game against Georgia. Where he came in for injured to, uh, but I mean, I don't take it as that much because I don't know. It's just, it's just um, less significant to the point. Like he got in the national championship. He didn't play great the one year they won the championship with him as a starter. Um, he played all right in their winning game. 
So, I mean, that's good to see. But then you got guys uh, who who has played better than him. Uh, At Oklahoma, they got a great quarterback coming in. Rattler, I think his name is. I don't know. I I feel like that program is kind of like – it's kind of – like Oklahoma always makes it, but they can never win. Like they're always a four seed and always just lose. So, so that's yeah, that's not probably like, the best coach in college important. football is definitely from one side of the ball. Yeah, for her offense, definitely. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, going up against the talent they are, I mean, I'm not sure if a lot of guys could keep teach that defense. And this is. Side tracking, just just yeah. a tiny, just a tidge, just a just just a tidge, just a tidge. But um, there's been an argument in our friend group that I'd like to take the, the podcast for you know, right now, okay. and it's what do we think? Actually, I have two questions. What do we think of Drew Brees as a playoff quarterback? Ooh. See, you can go a lot of ways with this. Because Drew Brees, we all know he's okay, it's a playoff quarterback. Yes, a playoff quarterback. Okay, this year he like we all know what he did this year. He definitely didn't show out to expectations. I thought it was I mean, his O line played way worse than they did all year. Not trying to make any excuses for the guy. But I mean see, here's the thing with Drew Brees. He's not the most mobile guy. If you put him up against a great pass rush and he can't get the quick throws out, there's not a great chance that they'll win. Because mm-hmm. he just – I mean, first they were doubling Michael Thomas all game. You know, they, they really don't have another consistent offensive weapon. I mean, Alvin Kamara is like – he's good, but I feel like he was made – he they made him look a little better than he was at times. Yep, Sean Payton, great coach. Yeah, great offense. coach. I don't really think that their the play calling was that great either. I mean, I feel like sometimes Sean Payton can overcompensate, which definitely isn't a good quality. But he's a he's a great coach, nevertheless. Yeah, he is definitely uh, among the elite tier. I would say. I mean, there's a reason. The like, they're. I mean, we all know they're going to draft a wide receiver. Like, I feel like there's no way they don't draft a wide receiver. They don't have any depth. Like, they have Michael Thomas and like. Traquan Swift's, Smith's okay. Catches, like, I mean, he was injured most of the year. That's why his numbers look so bad, but. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, See, here's what I think about it. You can look at the record and say 8-8. Eight and eight, That's not a good record in the playoffs. You need to do better than that. I mean, but. Especially like, considering he had a 3-0 and yeah. Super Bowl. So, you know, when you average that out, it's not that good. But here's what I take away. He's had 16 games. He had 16 games in the playoffs. That's basically a full season. So we can we can almost evaluate it like it's a full season. But just a full season weight. against great teams. Yeah, against great teams. Against you know good teams right there. I mean, you're gonna have like five games against bum ass teams in the. Uh, he has sixty-seven percent completion percentage, four thousand nine hundred sixty-seven yards, thirty-four touchdowns, twelve interceptions. I think. I think that proves it right there, man. I think I I am on the bandwagon. Or I shouldn't say bandwagon, but I'm of the I believe that Drew Brees lost the New Orleans the game last year. The no call was horrible. 
But the point is, in overtime, you had a chance. He threw a pick. That's disappointing. Let your team down. Still, still had a good game mm. in general, you know. And obviously, as I'm, I'm about to say, he's a good playoff quarterback. He's a good, great quarterback. He's one of the best. You can't put it all in the quarterback time. though. The defense let them down that game too. But, I get that what you're saying. The defense didn't step up in the last drive of the. Of, I mean, but like I said, I'm not trying to make excuses for him. It's just, ah, uh, go on, go on. Pretty much. What you I get saying. what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um. But I just think it's uh, I think he's a good. I think it's pretty. I think it's blasphemous to say he's a bad playoff quarterback. He has underperformed at times, but you know, I, overall, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time, and he is definitely a good playoff quarterback. And my other question was, he's um, the best statistically too. So yeah, definitely. And my nice. other question was. Gross, Muhammad Who is the best tight end in the National Football League right now? I mean, it's close. I think it's Travis Kelsey, not by not by a lot. It's just like now George Kittle's a better blocker. I feel like Kelsey's a better route runner. I mean, it's real, we all know it's about those two guys. Uh, yep. Kittle's better in space, and I mean, I but, feel like Kelsey's more consistent than him. That is true. That is true. And Kelsey is – I know this alludes to the route runner thing, but uh, he finds ways to get himself open, and when he gets himself open, he gets yards. I mean, you know? is that the I, thing where they have different route trees, though? Like, George Kittle is going to get more yards off his receptions. Yeah, that, definitely. Because of their route patterns, too. And this is, like, nothing to take away. Like, George Kittle is great. He's undoubtedly a top two tight end in the league. It's just – it's just I think Travis Kelsey is uh, He's just slightly better. That's my opinion. Yeah, just barely better. Just barely. You can put better. that wherever. Take that however you want it to. But I think George Kittle is a huge reason of the, um, why the 49ers are in this oh, yeah, position. A, Not only because of the pass. If they didn't have George Kittle, the run game wouldn't be nearly as good as it is. Because they got, the, they got, they wouldn't be like, they might not even be here. I don't, I don't think George Kittle won them the game. Obviously against the uh, Vikings, but everything just. Everything in general. Yeah. Um, George Kittle's not there with their passing game because you don't have, like, I mean, you you could say Emmanuel Sanders, but he's not really, he's not a number one. He's not a number one. He, I mean, he's never really even been a number one, to be honest. Yeah, in his career, it's been. And he's aging. So it's like you got other guys like Marquise Goodwin's inconsistent and barely plays at some times. I mean, Dante Pettis, we all know about him. Kendrick Bourne's probably the second best receiver on the team, right? No, no Samuel's good too. The rookie, yeah, I mean, he's he's on and off, hot, hot, cold, whatever you want to say. Because he'll have some games where he gets a hundred yards, and other games where he can't really get separation. Maybe doesn't even get a catch. Yeah, that's just uh, that's that's um. I think those are struggles. I'm sure he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a great receiver. Time to oh, come. Yeah. I think that was For a sure. good he's, pick. He's definitely a no doubt a top five rookie receiver. Yep. Mm-hmm. Depending on how you feel about uh, other guys like AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf really proved in the playoffs how good he was. <clears throat> the Keel Harry, but like yeah, you know. It's, it's oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, and the Keel Harry. Other guys like Darius Slayton's up there. Uh, Deontay another underrated Johnson. guy, Deontay Johnson. Yep. Was, he was, he's underrated. 
definitely. He's uh, but, he's fine under the radar. Most people. Yeah. You you could say you're uh, say your boy got a touchdown on the Patriots earlier this year. It, was, it wasn't the Ooh. best. Oh, oh, Stephen Sims, yes. Yeah. He really just. I mean, the thing is, like his stats don't look great, but he didn't like really even play receiver for most of the year. They didn't give him snaps, especially the first five weeks when Jay Gruden was there. I mean, the, the touchdown he got against the Patriots wasn't even a receiving touchdown. It was, it was. a rushing touchdown. He's just an explosive player. I feel like he's a starter on the team for years to come. Both him and Kelvin Harmon. And, I mean, Terry McCorn's already a given, so. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so, we were, we were talking about college and uh, just sw- kind of switch gears back to that. We both made mock drafts, I believe. Both made mock um, I mock- did the lottery. I don't know if you went further than that possibility. The lottery? I mean, well, the lottery if this was the NBA. You know, you know, going off of You the did NBA. the top 14 picks? Yes, I did do the top 14 picks. Okay, I did the whole first round, so. Oof, wow. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. Um, we could just say our picks anyways. You yeah, I mean, I, I think you should, uh, you, you can go first. All right. Um. So, I obviously let's go to the first two picks. Joe Burrow, Chase. Yeah, Young. those are don't need to explain those. We all know what's going on. Think there. about explaining the, the third pick. It's, Detroit Lions. It's, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of um. That's up in the air. A lot of places. It's up in the air, but I am gonna go with what I think the consensus has said. Mm-hmm. And um. I think the Lions are going to pick a cornerback. Oh, yeah. Now we all know who it is. And it's um, going to be Jeffrey Okuda. Yep. And um, fourth. Now, I've seen a lot of different um, directions people oh, think the go. Giants are going because they could go in most directions, definitely. But I think young quarterback, all right, Pat Shembry's gone, working on a new system. You want to get him some protection. Mm-hmm. I think this is where Andrew Thomas goes. I think he goes to New York. I think that's definitely going to help Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley out a lot. It's going to help the offense in general. Um, I think the next two, these are, in my opinion, kind of obvious. Dolphins pick two at Tagovailoa. That, that's been their guy this whole time, all right, even with the hip injury. It's been their guy, you know. He's gonna fall to them. Tank for two. More than happy to take him. And at six, your guy, Rose Bowl champion himself. Mm. I think that Justin Herbert is going to go to L.A. I think he is going to be the the next great Chargers quarterback. You know, yeah, they've had like, they've had like two all time for sure. <laughs> I think seventh. Yeah, they had Dan Fouts. Seventh. I think I I might have alluded to this earlier about how Blue Keekly needs. You know, they need a replacement there, and um, I think in that case they are going to be picking the Carolina Panthers are going to be picking Isaiah Simmons. We saw how important he was to that team the whole year. Yeah, he's great. Um. I think this is a perfect spot for him. 
they, they want him to come in for Luke Keekley and um not obviously not fill the role because it's a huge sweep, especially in year one, but develop into a guy who they can count on. Eight, Arizona, I think this is the biggest problem. Josh Rosen, Kyler Murray, no matter who their quarterback has been, biggest problem right here is going to be solved by picking Jedrick Wills. All right. Mm. I mean, this will be a perfect pick for Arizona. At nine, I think the Jags, I think the Jags got their quarterback in Gardner Minshew. I think they will find their way, find a way to get rid of Nick Foles. And I think they're going to pair him up with one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the draft, Mm. Jerry Judy. Mm. Great player. I think that's a perfect pairing with Gardner. I think they're going to, they could be, um, there definitely would be a duo to watch there. Browns, same thing. Tristan Wurst. Just going to say that we know mm. the problem with the Browns. This helps it. Jets, the Jets just need, they need player. Like, there's, obviously, there's some positions that they won't. Robbie take, Anderson's going to leave. They need players. But I did not give I did not give wide receiver. I gave them AJ Epinesa. I think he's okay. gonna help on that defense. Yeah, I mean sure. the defense. I got Quentin Williams, who's on very good interior. The the edge is kind of uh, up for grabs. You know they could sign someone. They could go a lot of ways. And I think the Raiders, the Raiders are going to bolster their wide receiver core because it's really not that good. Yeah. Um, and they're going to get C.D. Lamb, one of the yeah. best wide receivers in the draft, obviously. I think another wide receiver goes right here as the Colts take T. Higgins. Higgins. Yep. Mm-hmm. Again, another team that needs wide receivers, and they get one. Yeah, they need and that. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think this one's perfect for them. <laughs> they need to, that defense. Oh, okay. That's problems. All right, they have a, you know, front yeah. four, front seven. That's amazing, but their secondary is bad, and Grant Delpit will definitely help with that. Yeah. So that's thirteen. That is fourteen. That was fourteen. Okay. Yep. Hmm. I can see a lot of that happening. Now, this is me like. Well, well, mine was like if the draft happened today, like because obviously in April there are a couple guys who I know. Like, if they go to the Combine, they're going to tear it up. Jedrick Wills is going to tear up the Combine. He's going to kill the Combine because of how fast he is for an offensive tackle. But I did it for right now, What I think's gonna, who I think is going to get picked where. And now, a lot of, like, because this isn't, like, my what I would do either with some of these teams. But I think right now this is what would happen. The... The first two picks, we all know. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Burrow, obviously the Bengals, and Chase Young to the Redskins. That, those are pretty self-explanatory. At three, I like you have the Lions picking Jeff Okuda. Yep. Just, I, I honestly wouldn't pick him here if I was the if I was the Lions. I'd pick. I mean, I think I'd pick Isaiah Simmons. I think it's the third best player in the whole draft. Ooh, that's just because he can play Ooh. everywhere. He can play everywhere. Well, that's just me. And you need they kind of need like 
kind of need everything. I mean, I mean, is that the point where? Do you want the uh, the possible generational talent cornerback, or do you want the guy who could be like? Okay, pretty much. Think about it like this. And this is why how I think they might be thinking about it. Do you want? Do you want a guy like Jalen Ramsey right out of the draft, or do you got? Do you want a guy like Derwin James? And that, that's I mean, a good I'd pick play. Isaiah Simmons, but I I wouldn't be mad at all if they picked Jeff Okuda. For Giants, I picked Andrew Thomas. I could see them going C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy. You know, I'm not sure what what's really up with the uh, the the GM isn't great. I wouldn't say. I think that he tends to maybe reach a little bit, even though he's made some pretty good picks. Mm-hmm. But I could see a Jerry Judy. I picked Andrew Thomas. I think they'd pick him right now. You got to protect the blind side. Five Dolphins. I've had them picking two as well. But, and I mean, I honestly think this one might be kind of, uh, unless they see something from a Justin Herbert or Jordan Love, they won't wait up for them. I think that the the Chargers at six will pick Tristan Wirfs. Because I'm not sure if they give Phillip Rivers another year or whoever. Maybe they sign, like, someone. Maybe they sign a Mariota or maybe even – I don't – I'm not too big on this. Maybe they sign a Tom Brady. They sign someone. Oh. Maybe they keep Tyrod Taylor, Phillip Rivers, whoever. I think they're going to need to – like, their O-line sucks. Their O-line sucks. It's always sucked. They get a good O-lineman here. Uh, seven. The I had the Panthers like you picking Isaiah Simmons. It's just the perfect fit, right? Yep. Just it's everywhere. Yeah, he's a, it's someone that Matt Rule can run his defense around him in the linebacking core with Shaq Thompson, and he could play in the secondary with uh Dante Jackson. James Bradbury might leave. It's just uh, it's just a good fit. Uh, eight. The, I had the Jaguars picking. I'm looking at it now. I don't really like kind of agree with this pick. I think they, I have them taking, I had them taking Derek Brown. I feel like, I don't think, I'm not sure if they will take Derek Brown, but that's an interesting one to be debated about. But that's where I have them going here. 10, I have the Browns picking Jedrick Wills, who I think is going to, he's going to rise up. I don't think he, I feel like he won't fall to 10 by draft date, but right now he'd fall to 10. He'll, he, He'll go 10 to the Browns. They need pass protection. Just blindside. Their tackles forced Baker Mayfield into a lot of bad decisions where, I mean, he probably could have thrown it away, but that's not the type of player he is. He wants to make big plays. You got to give him big play offensive tackles. So. Uh, And then you got. Who's eleven? The Jets. I have them picking Jerry Judy. I think that they they also think that. Which I yeah I skipped the Cardinals. My bad. I actually skipped the Cardinals. I read it re- weird. I have the Cardinals at eight picking right before the Jaguars. I have them picking Ceedee Lamb to where they could they could pick Jedrick Wills and they probably should, but you know Larry Fitz. He said he's coming back for another year. I think they're gonna try to get a receiver, Hello. especially someone Kyler's played with, to mm-hmm. pair them up. Um. Yeah, I think they're gonna get CD Lamb. The eleven, the Jets pick Jerry Judy, because I mean, I've expressed I think Robbie Anderson will leave. The they got a lot of holes to fill. I think they're gonna try to fill it 
try to start with the offense, and they'll go Jerry, Judy. 12, I think you had it too. Oakland picks T. Higgins. You know, just I had to T. Jump Higgins going to. To maybe go with uh, someone else I have them picking later in the draft. Who knows? I mean, uh, they pick T. Higgins. The Colts pick A.J. Epinesa because he's just a, he's a pass rushing machine. Probably like he's probably a top three edge rusher in the draft. He can just make plays. You can play him in a four three, I feel like, and a three four. And yeah, I think he's the guy there. Uh, the Bucks, I have them maybe reaching because this is a very deep class of this position. I think they take DeAndre Swift out of Georgia because they need a good running back. Their running game was atrocious this year. They get a good running back who's probably the best, one of the best receiving backs in the class. I mean, there's that guy from uh, from UCLA. He's definitely a great receiving back, but nevertheless, you got uh you have them taking DeAndre Swift. He can just open up the offense, the pass game, the run game, do all that. Broncos, I have them getting Grant Delpit. I feel like I think Justin Simmons might try to take his career to another team. And, you know, this would be a perfect opportunity to get a safety to where even if they keep Justin Simmons, they could pair him, which would be nice, which would be great for them. Uh, Falcons. I have them picking Christian Fulton because, well, their secondary is it's uh it's nothing to be excited about. I mean, I feel like Desmond Trufant's kind of been overrated in the past. He's not that great anymore. You get someone like Fulton who could maybe keep your secondary afloat. He's definitely someone. Oh, I think you could try to build a secondary too, maybe. Um, Cowboys. I mean, I feel like this is going to be the pick. I feel I just have a feeling this is a guy the Cowboys pick. Henry Ruggs from Alabama. I don't know. He's just a big play type of guy. He's going to make the um, he's maybe the fastest receiver in the draft, other than maybe like a CD Lamb or somebody. I don't know. He's just. He's 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 just pretty much like he's just the prototype NFL receiver. He can, he's a great route runner. He can. He's just he's. I think the Cowboys pick him here because they need someone to open up the pass game. Even though I think they're gonna just blow the top off the defense. Even though I think they're gonna do as much as they can to keep Amari Cooper. Eighteen. I had the Dolphins picking Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina because I mean I think what they're gonna do is they're just going to get their QB, which is Tua, unless someone trades up, which I'm not sure someone does over them. But they get their QB and Tua, and they try to build in the trenches. I have them getting Javon Kinlaw here. Uh, The Raiders, I have the Raiders maybe moving on from Derek Carr. I have them picking Justin Herbert at 19. Seems like a John Gruden guy to me. I feel like this... Maybe not a perfect fit. I think it's something they try out, definitely. Um, I feel like Carr could try to mentor him, maybe. I don't think that Gruden likes Derek Carr. I think he tries to move on. He's got two first-round picks to do it. I think they pick Justin Herbert. Jaguars, I have them picking uh, C.J. Henderson. 
you know, just uh, a guy who you could put in there, you know, to bolster the defense, the secondary. You know, just put him aside from Jalen Ray, uh, AJ Bouye, and you know, to make them maybe like the 18 Jaguars again with the defense. Who's up next? Uh, the Eagles at 21. We all know what their biggest weakness is, right? You know, I, I mean, you could say like the receiving core, but I mean, it's the secondary. That's what it was all year. Almost mm-hmm. all year before the injuries. Definitely. Definitely. Trayvon Diggs out of Alabama goes here to, uh, you know, just he, he's an explosive guy too. I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, he obviously he has a gene. Those genes, we know his brother. He's he's an explosive guy who can. Uh, I mean, he he did pick off Joe Burrow. Let's not forget. I mean, it, it, it didn't count, but he he did pick him off. It it wasn't. I I don't know. He he's a he can he's good at playing the ball. He's not a great man. I feel like he's more of a zone guy to me. Um, 22, the Bills pick LaVisca Chenault. I think they just, I think that they're, they're content with their defense at this point. They just try to get a fast guy who could, who could, uh, get, be a little explosive in the receiving game, you know? Yeah. He's got injury issues, but I think they'll take that risk. I have the Patriots right now. I have the Patriots picking Jordan Love out of Utah State. What do you think about that? That's early. That is extremely early. Early? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't think that a guy like Andy Dalton is what they want to work with. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't think they want to work with that either. But it's George. Are we gonna get Jordan Love with our first round pick? I mean, Jordan Love has extreme arm talent. He's just got a couple of kinks he's got to work out. Right. Not- I I only under I understand that he's not great with because his I feel like the positions that I want us to work on are wide receiver, tight end, O-line. I feel like we can get those better in free agency than we – um, you know. We can get them better in free agency than you getting get a quarterback in free agency. So, like, I understand that. I understand. Yeah, because you can get it. I mean, I don't think you have the, really the money to get it, but you could, you could probably try to sneak out a guy maybe like an Austin Hooper. Probably not an Austin Hooper. Maybe an Eric Ebron. We just added down here. That kind of defeats his free agency value I mean, a little bit. I wouldn't go I've, for Hunter Henry. He gets injured way too much. But, yeah, there's a lot of guys you go for. Yeah, uh, 24, I had the Saints picking Jalen Rieger out of TCU, the receiver. I mean, he's just, he's just a good all-around receiver. I think the Saints need depth there. They need a whole lot of everything at the receiving core, except for maybe another – True number one. The Vikings, I have them taking Josh Jones, the offensive tackle. I mean, it's just pretty self-explanatory that their O-line needs help. And I think this is where they get it, you know. 25th pick, they don't have to move up. This isn't like a deep O-line class. I don't think it's going to go crazy, though. Dudes are just going to be picked off the board, like, back and forth. Like, like it seemed the time in last year's draft that was happening. I don't think it happens here. They get their guy. I have the Dolphins picking Tyler Biotisiv. You, you know who I'm talking about, yep. Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Interior lineman. He, like I said, they want to build up the trenches. I feel like a tackle might be more of use, but they, I think that they would uh, – they could use that pick here. Seahawks, they need an O-lineman, but I'm not sure if they want to reach on anyone at this pick. I have them picking Julian Okwara. 
from Notre mm. Dame, the edge rusher. I mean, he's a guy that, like, everyone says, like, in their mock drafts, he's someone who could just create it. You could create a defense around. But, yeah, I mean, he's just got some flaws that they, people just don't have him going high. I don't think that any of these teams who pick pass rushes are going to pass on their guys for him. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, he's up there, but he's not the best. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Of the Ravens picking Kenneth Murray at 28 out of Oklahoma, he was one of their bright spots on defense. You know, I mean, he's a he's a good he's a good player. All right, he's just he's a good guy in the middle. Good, maybe captain of defense. I don't think he's like gonna really ever be the best defensive player, but he could be an anchor of sorts. Titans, I have them taking Yatur Gras Matas out of Penn State. Just because, I mean, I think they just go with the best position. I mean, the, I mean, the best uh, player available. Because, I mean, they're, they're pretty good everywhere, except maybe they want to look at getting the O-line a little better, which would make sense. But I think, they'd, uh, I think they'll take Gross Matas here. Packers get Devontae Smith, another receiver. You know, double Devontae's. Yep, they are. Um, they're depleted there. Yeah, there's not like a big depletion. I mean, it's just a very big drop off. So you think maybe a guy like Devontae Smith could come in and help early? Chiefs, I have them taking Bryce Hall, the cornerback, because I mean they're secondary. They have got good players, but they need they still needs to get better. Kendall Fuller might leave, unless they make it like a premium to keep him. I don't think they make it like a big deal. Of, Probably like, not. I, I don't think they're going to make it, like, a priority to keep him. So, I think they're going to they're gonna hold on. on. I mean, it might be a priority. It just depends on how highly they think he's played. I don't think he's played as good as he did in other places. I feel like he was just as good, if not better, in Washington. And people really thought he would just step into his own and be a great number one corner. I don't think he's ever done that. Yeah, I don't think that's his role. Uh, And 32, I have the... 49ers getting another O-lineman. Their O-line at some places is getting a little old. Joe Staley's getting up there. I feel like their other guys are pretty young at the point, but I think they take uh, me. That's a tough name for now. It's Mankey, Makey, Bechter. Just someone who you could plug in multiple places on the O-line. Yeah, where you need him. Where you need him. He could work there. And that, yeah, that's the first round. That was the whole, uh, that was my mock draft for this part of the year. It's what, not what I would do in particular. I think the teams right now would make picks like these. Except maybe, uh, there are a couple picks that I, I'd probably go back on from when I made it. Like the, uh, Dwayne, not Dwayne, uh, Derek Brown. I feel like he might not go there because he could go anywhere from the range of like 13 to, I mean, th- did I say 13? I mean, three to, um, Somewhere later in the draft, and like probably around a um, probably around maybe like a team he wouldn't get past Oakland, I don't think, or in, definitely wouldn't get past Indianapolis. So he's a he's a player who maybe if he doesn't go in that one spot, you could see him fall a little bit. But he, mm-hmm. this draft's up in the air. This is a better draft than last year for sure. Definitely. And just gotta wait and see. How it all works out. But yeah, I feel like uh I feel like some of this has a good chance, but I don't think the Chargers are gonna pick Justin Herbert. I don't think they're gonna do it. 
And it's not like I don't want him to go there as an Oregon fan. It's just I don't think that they're going to pick him there to be their franchise QB. I don't, I don't think that I, – I don't think they'd really even want to um want to even risk it at that point. I don't know. I feel like it's something I could see him doing. Because, like, you, you get Justin Herbert, who's going to block for him? Oh, nobody? Okay. So, I don't know. It's, he can uh, manage. I mean, just, like, don't – like, can he manage when I mean you really think about it, he just had the best um left tackle in the country probably on his team this year and now he'd be lowering himself to a uh Trey Pipkins, whoever I mean, nevertheless, we all know their their line's bad. It's pretty much like offensive line purgatory out there, it feels like. But yeah, it's, it, it would definitely be bad. The ineptitude is on a whole other level. He'd, he'd have a bad year and people would be coming after him. Uh, so I don't think he goes there. That, that and then I I feel like he's just one of those players. Unless like the Cowboys let Dak go, which I don't see happening. He's like he could go from six and fall all the way to nineteen or twelve if the Raiders pick him earlier. So yeah, that's uh that's what I had, and I think mm-hmm, that it's definitely. Uh, I think there's a couple. Yeah, there are a couple picks that could have went otherwise. The Patriots could just wait. I wouldn't draft a guy like Jake Fromm. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. And I'm on the fence about Jacob Eason. I think there's only four franchise quarterbacks in this draft. And that's uh, the four I had going in the first round. So Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so to switch gears and to, you know, I think this is a good way to round off the episode. Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna touch on the free agency coming up. You know, obviously, next. Oh yeah, agency classes. It's not not a bad one. It's not one of the best that we've seen. But, you know, it's gonna have yeah a lot of weight and a lot of uh, a lot of things a lot of turnover, happen. a lot of turnover. Um, the first free agency topic I wanted to hint on comes from a team, a thirteen and three team that lost in the wild card round. The Saints, the New Orleans Saints, and the quarterback dilemma that they will have on their hands. All their quarterbacks are going to be free agents this year, and it brings up the question: Drew Brees. I think everyone agree best out of the three. Oldest, yeah, he's the best player out of the three. Is it their best decision to keep on? That's yeah, that's the question. Oldest by far. Do you want to keep him? If so, is it a does Drew Brees want a multi year contract or is he okay with taking a one year? Questions you have Teddy Bridgewater, which is the um, he's better than Taysom Hill as a quarterback, but you know, um, Taysom Hill is a guy I think they're going to hold on to. I don't see them. I think they're definitely holding on to Taysom Hill. I don't see them. Sean Payton is a Especially for him, he's great. Just just seems like it's going to work out. I think Taysom Hill stays maybe on a cheaper contract. He's not going to get anything over like 10 mil, no doubt. I don't think they do that. But, I mean, someone could pay big money to get Taysom Hill. And I think immediately as they got um, knocked out, they should have went and said, hey, Taysom, here's a, here's a new contract. Yeah, I think he's a guy you want to lock up immediately, you know. Yeah. Not only is he a fan favorite, but he is just the Swiss Army knife. The whole lot. But um 
it's really it's the reason Teddy Bridgewater thinks Teddy Bridgewater younger, not better, but we saw what the team could do with him. The team yeah, can still five, win three. games. But if you're still going in win now mode, which you know this is a great roster, um, I personally, I thought it was the best roster. I think probably still is the best roster that we saw this year. But they did not perform when it mattered. Um, Drew Brees is the best way to win right now. But if you want to lock up your future, you would sign Teddy. Do you sign both? But Teddy has proven, you know, the market value for Teddy is going to be somewhere. For they're sure, not going to sign both. You I can take that from me. They're not going to be able to sign. Teddy's both. not. Teddy's going to want to get. No his matter point. what, like it's like Drew Brees is going to get a one year that I don't think he plays two more years. Even I, he's not going to retire. Doesn't look like, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a um dilemma for them. It, I think they're gonna. I think they'll stick with Drew Brees and they'll let Teddy just go where he shall go. Maybe to uh, the Chargers or something. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's definitely you know one of those teams that needs a new quarterback to definitely swoop him up. But Raiders maybe. Something. Yep, Raiders. I'm thinking that. Um, but I think that's definitely a storyline that we will keep our eyes on as NFL fans. We'll see. I mean, Teddy wants to go somewhere that yeah, wants him. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. He he has proved he proved his worth. He's proved his worth. Teddy's not I mean, going to go anywhere to be a backup. In Minnesota, he was he was good. He wasn't um you know best obviously, but he was a very solid quarterback. And at this point, I think he's proven that he is beyond just he's a backup quarterback. He's, he just he needs he's to a start franchise he quarterback in like depending on the look. I mean. He's a guy that your franchise could win the Super Bowl around. So that is possible. But um, yeah. Going on to another topic, I just just the best free agents right now in this class. Derek who do you Henry. think those guys are? Yeah, Derrick Henry's the best free agent in the class, but definitely. I mean, do you think Derrick Henry stays? Or... Yeah, I think there's no way after what he's done this year that they don't try to lock him up. I'd be shocked. I would be shocked. They're got, obviously, he's going to get an extreme amount of attention. He's going to get big money, might get the most out of any running back in the NFL. I mean, that might be tough because woo, the Cowboys overpaid and gave Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott. Gave Ezekiel Elliott. How about them Cowboys, you know? They A whole lot of money. Speaking of those Cowboys. And that's really the problem with the Cowboys. That puts them in this position where I mean, Byron Jones isn't coming back. He's not. He's not great. I mean, he's all right. He is um gotten worse from what expectations were. Yep. Someone right. describe him as clean. I would not. Yeah, he he actually came out and said that he wasn't clean. But still, he did say yeah. That. Um. But yeah, and I just think that it's a. Uh, I mean, I but do the think thing where Derrick Henry's going to get his money. Yeah. But the Cowboys, to shift to that, the Cowboys have put themselves in a big hole because you have guys that you need to pay. And obviously, you don't have the money for all of them. You need to, I think, Dak, Dak's got room to grow. Yeah, I they're going to. Dak's a good quarterback. They're going to, you got to pay him. They're going to keep Dak and Amari. 
They'll keep Dak and Amari. With, uh, with what's-his-face, they're going to keep Dak and Amari. It just depends on... Do, oh, Mike uh, McCarthy, definitely. Yeah. It's really just, do you think... Uh, do you think that if you could try to keep a guy like Byron Jones, how much would it benefit your team? I'm not sure. I don't. He had a very disappointing season. I don't know if that's the guy that you don't want to hold on to. I so. think he's going to go to somewhere like the Vikings or somewhere. Vikings would love to have a guy like that. The Vikings are going to let both Trey Waynes and Xavier Rhodes. Xavier walk Rhodes, yep. Um, this is a pretty good. Uh, well, not a pretty good. It's a very front-loaded class at some. At some definitely, Titans, uh, big front load. Not great players. Like, there's three good tight ends, and two. One of them can't stay healthy. Yep, Hunter cannot cannot play. stay healthy for his life. So that's something you got to keep an eye on with him. I think he probably goes back. I mean, Austin Hooper can stay healthy. Eric Ebron can't really stay healthy, but I mean. His production is great. His production when he has a good quarterback is great. I mean, like Matt Stafford, I mean, he was injured with Matt Stafford, but even then, with guys like Megatron on the team, he really couldn't get anything going. In the Indianapolis, he flourished with Andrew. He flourished the one year with Andrew Luck. Jacoby Brissett's a good quarterback, but he couldn't get anything with him. Jack Doyle was the best tight end on that team with Jacoby Brissett. Definitely. Um... Another a big story this offseason was what um you know the holdout with Melvin Gordon obviously He's he ended that He's but um I don't think I don't I don't see how anyone could see him staying in LA I don't see it happening They're going to keep He's they're going to sign Austin Eckler to a 4 year deal He's He's gone but Yeah I think Austin Eckler has proven that he's the running back of LA's future not only because um I think he proved that he was the better running back, but and he's great in fantasy football. I mean, he, he, he some would say he's overrated because of it. Uh, you know, at the stuff. beginning of the season, some could say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for sure. But and Melvin Gordon and the Chargers, that's just the, that relationship cannot be fixed. Okay. They can't. Yeah, the, it's not even the relationship. It's that he. He did all this and played worse than he ever did before. Like, what do you? Yeah, it was very disappointing for Melvin played Gordon. Worse than I think Melvin Gordon's still going. There's, there's a teams that will take a flyer on Melvin Gordon for sure. The only problem is that he messed up his own bag. So he, he really. Now he's sitting here with coming off. I think if he just didn't hold out, he's not taking care of his chicken. Exactly. He's not taking taking. He pulled the levy on Bell and held out and that made it didn't him work. worse. It, it didn't work for either of them. It didn't work for Levy. I think holdouts in and of themselves it's a it's a betting Le'Veon on Bell yourself, got worse. Betting on so yourself, especially in this league, is a tough thing to do. Tough they both do. got worse. For sure. They definitely both got worse. And I think there's only one way for Really wrap this up, and it's with. I think you you don't want to. I, will, I won't say the best free agent, but I think the biggest story when it comes to free agents is the man that has spent his entire career with the New England Patriots, yeah, for and sure, is an unrestricted free agent, 
for the first time in his career, Mr. Tom Brady. I, I'm not going to say what I, – I, I don't really know. He could be gone. He could stay. He's the – he's all – As a Patriots fan, I would love to tell you that I'm 100% sure that he's on board. But the simple fact is but I'm not sure. We This is – when it comes to management, he didn't look nearly as, you know, connected as he did in other years. Robert Kraft has said that it's a priority, but we know Bill Belichick likes to let go players a year or two before, you know, he really needs to, honestly. You never know with Robert Kraft. He's a uh, Tom Brady, it's just, it's going to be, Tom Brady, reports have come out that he is slowly starting to fold to the pages. At the same time, he still wants a lot of money, and I don't know if Bill Belichick is waiting. Tom Brady wants you to commit to him. He doesn't want a one-year dinky player option, whatever. Exactly. He wants you to commit. He wants a two-year deal, at least. He, he doesn't want... He wants that from every team. Maybe he gets it somewhere like Las Vegas, Charger, maybe from the Chargers, the Buccaneers, Colts, wherever. He, Patriots. He wants someone to commit to him because he thinks... He still, rightfully so, thinks that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the world. And Definitely. If, if he can show... If he goes to another team, he could help them. If he went to the Buccaneers, they're like, and they get someone good in the draft, they're they're Super Bowl contending team because the O line isn't great, but it's not awful. They have phenomenal wide receivers. If they draft a guy like I said in uh in what's this in uh, DeAndre Swift, and that's a great running back out the backfield. Even if they draft an O lineman or a secondary player then that helps because, I mean, Brady's coming off a team with a great defense. And, I mean, the defense really was their rock law most of the year. So, it, mm-hmm. it just – And Bruce Arians. And Bruce. Yeah, and Bruce Arians. That's great. So, uh, so that that would be an interesting one to see. But um, these are obviously some storylines to look at. It's going to be – it's going to be a fun week in the NFL with the championship mm-hmm. games coming up. It's – gonna be one to watch should be fun it should definitely be fun and we will see you guys next time this has been make football great again thank you for listening thank you for listening and go pass go tigers coach <laughs> o is now a national champion go tigers like bro